Hey there, horror fans. Welcome back to another exciting episode of High on Horror. Yeah. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Josh, and with me as always is Miles. What's up, buddy? Hello, my friends. I hope we're all having a googly Halloween. <laughs> and our boy, Chris. Shagoogly. What's up, y'all? <laughs> How goes it? It goes. Spooky Every day's a gift, season. my friend. It's spooked <laughs> up, man. I've been watching horror movies like crazy. It's been awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah. This has probably been the most horror movie heavy Halloween I've ever had. I'm having such a good fucking time. Yeah, I've watched a lot. <laughs> I've watched I've watched a lot. Yesterday I literally watched three spooky season movies in a row. <laughs> Hell yeah. Actually four. Four. Yeah, I forgot about one that I want to talk about today. So yeah, four. <laughs> It was well, amazing. We are well. Let's get into the spooky segment. What you've been watching? I yesterday I rewatched one of my favorite movies. I did it, it on the first season of my uh, other show, Four Nerds by Nerds, which is Stephen King's Silver Bullet. Have you seen that movie? No. Is that Miles? the one with the car? No, that's Christine. Oh, it's the uh, werewolf one. Yeah, it's a werewolf, werewolf priest. <laughs> <laughs> Werewolf it's amazing. Priest. Interesting. It's got it's got Gary Busey and Corey Haim. If you remember Corey Haim from Lost Boys. Oh man, um, slapping us with those A-listers. <laughs> yeah, it, they were A-listers at the time, my friend. <laughs> this is a movie that came out in 1987, I think, that takes place in like 1967, and uh, Corey Haim's in a wheelchair called the Silver Bullet, but it's also a Stephen King thing so it has to be a double meaning because silver bullets also kill werewolves um and yeah there's a werewolf that viciously kills people throughout the town for the whole movie and there's like four funeral scenes (laughs) and every time there's more and more coffins and then one point uh everybody in the audience at the church turns into a werewolf in this horrific scene it's amazing hell yeah definitely check it out if you haven't seen it so quick question does the werewolf transformations do they look good yeah yeah it's all practical effects perfect all right honestly i'm in the werewolf itself he has like a great body when you see his like head his head's a little weird but it's still good because you don't it's not there for very long and at one point he beats amanda down with a baseball bat I'm in. As a werewolf? <laughs> yeah, as a werewolf. <laughs> it might enough. happen twice, actually. I think it happens twice. <laughs> Tenderloin. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I'll blaze through the rest of the things I watch. I watched um, next next month we're doing remake month. And yesterday, for the first time, I watched the remake of Fright Night. And it was fucking awesome. And I yes. put that up as a movie we should do next month because it blew my fucking mind. It's and it made, really made me miss Anton Yelchin because I really liked him. <laughs> it made no, me sad. Dude. <laughs> Have that you movie's... seen the original yet? No, I still haven't seen the original. I've never <sighs> seen the original either. Dude, it's such a great fucking movie. But the remake is pretty solid. That one has a, a lot more CGI than it did in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, the CGI vampire face is not great, but it is what it is. It doesn't ruin the movie at all, and I think that movie deserves to be talked about a lot more than it it is because i had a real good time hell yeah great cast my girl imogen poots chris loves her dude (laughs) wildest name in the game period (laughs) i'm like every time i hear her name i'm fascinated 
Eat your heart out, Lapita Nyong'o. <laughs> and besides that, I also watched uh, both the Hocus Pocus movies, and I like the second one. It seems to be getting trashed a little bit, but I thought it was fine. Oh, dude, I also watched Hocus Pocus 2. Um, I was never, like, crazy about the first one. I liked it. Yeah, I it. didn't really like it till this last time when I watched it. Other than that, I've never really given a shit about it. Yeah, so I was kind of... Like, I was lukewarm on this movie in the first place, and I didn't think it was bad. I did fall asleep, but that was not because, <laughs> that was not because the movie was, like, boring. What else spooky stuff have you done, Chris? Well. We'll save music for last. I don't know. I think maybe I talked about Pearl, and did I tell you guys about Smile as well? Yeah, you, Privately, you told us about Smile, but tell, tell the folks. Is it worth seeing? Yeah, I actually thought it was really well done. Um, the lead actress, I'll have to look up her name, but wow. Like, what a force, man. She was amazing. Um, I really, really liked her character, and her, she acted her ass off. It was it was really, really, really cool. I was... She's, she's like, up there with one of my favorite, like, final girls. She's Hell badass. Yeah. Um and I thought it had a good story. My only criticism, and it, it was scary throughout because you never knew when the the entity was there or if it was just a normal person. And so it was more like the tension of not knowing. Uh, and when the thing was there, it was like few and far between. And there were not a lot of kills, but it was genuinely scary. So, Is it... Basically, the commercials make it seem like the premise is basically the same thing as It Follows. Is it different? Same premise, but instead of, I don't know, they like there's like an extra step, basically, but it makes it interesting. Because it's like, instead of having sex with someone to get the curse on you, um, this thing like takes the host and they commit suicide in front of someone else really, really graphically. <laughs> and then it like spread and then you're up next but Seems healthy for the soul <laughs> i i liked it i thought it was uh i thought it was really good actually um i didn't think it was like the scariest movie ever or anything i've seen some pretty pretty out there reviews and comments from people saying this movie is like one of the best horror movies ever i wouldn't go that far but uh, Sosie Bacon is her name. She was so so good as the uh, the leading lady. That's like what God said when He invented bacon. <laughs> Sosie Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> We're bringing out all the dope names tonight. <laughs> the only one yeah. I care about is Doria Baird, bro. But we'll get there. <laughs> uh, besides Smile, yeah, the I'm. I'm just excited for some of the horror movies that are coming out. Like Terrifier 2 is in my theaters in my city, which oh. I, I really want to see. Um, Still haven't seen the first one. Me neither. It's it's bloody. Lots yeah. of blood. Everything I see makes it look fucking horrific. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of blood. Um, but, yeah, so I'm excited for that. And then, like, Halloween Kills is coming up. Or Halloween Ends, Ends. excuse me. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> Evil ends tonight. 
Tackled off a waterfall. Here we come, baby. <laughs> calling it for years. I'm not going to lie. going to be disappointed if it doesn't happen. <laughs> I think walks into the sunset. <laughs> I also... Um, one more last quick spooky season update. I did buy a Halloween costume. Um, it's a gigantic onesie that's a pinata. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. Is it the pinata from fucking Fortnite? Yeah, that kind. It's like the that color. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's, it's pretty fun. Um, so <laughs> I was like, you know, why not? Go big or go big. Hell yeah, yeah. I had a unicorn one like that a few years ago. My daughter was a unicorn, so I was a unicorn with her. <laughs> <laughs> it was purple and a big pink tail. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Comfortable as fuck. I highly recommend the onesie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I'm excited. I legitimately am. I'm probably going to end up wanting to wear this around the house all the time. Just comfy as hell. Hell yeah. <laughs> We're going to need a picture of that for the grand. <laughs> <laughs> Can do for sure. Hell yeah, I've been getting into some uh, weird Halloween stuff, but uh, I w- we'll start with Hellraiser. Don't listen to the hate, boys. I liked it a lot. Ooh. The hate is strong, Miles. I know. I don't get it. Like it does slow down in the third act, and the ending could have been better. But neither of those things mean it's bad. Like, it's, it's fucking awesome. The Cenobites or whatever, they're fantastic. The acting is not bad at all. Um, get some, some sultry sex scenes. There's lots and lots and lots of horrific gore. and uh, But it's still tastefully done, unlike what we're about to talk about. So tasteful it's, uh, gore. Yeah, it was pretty good. How is it compared to the OG, though? Uh, not comparable because they're extremely different quality so you can't really like the practical of the first one is good but the plot of the first one is like pretty confined and this one is uh it's pretty epic so they're completely oh it's not like a straight remake not at all no it's not the same story Uh uh-uh but this one's pretty dope pretty dope i really liked it so don't listen to the hate uh i don't remember what i called them but it wasn't a nice word all the haters so believe there was the phrase knuckle dragger involved so we'll leave it at that uh so no we won't i'm gonna find it i know exactly <laughs> what it was i didn't want to say it but i called them cavemen or neanderthal knuckle dragon cucks so it's not a nice thing to say about somebody i just thought it was a funny combination of words <laughs> this is, i was like damn miles this is your favorite movie of all time bro <laughs> <laughs> I just really like that combination of words, and I liked that movie. So, <laughs> don't listen to the hate. It's a good one. Yeah, I'll pro- I think I'm gonna watch it on Sunday. That's pretty good. Don't expect it to be the best movie you've ever seen, but I was stoked, and I was not like high expectations. Expectations met. So that's how I felt about it. But I also I think everyone just wants it to be as good as Prey because it's a Hulu original and it's like immediately not is is it as good as Prey? I can't imagine. No. No, it's not. Yeah. Very different movies again, but high quality. So um I also bought a fat stack of comics 
that most of them are number ones. I got one where Hulk fights Predator. Speaking of which, that's amazing. Ooh. I'm really excited about that one. Even though it's like issue number 16 in the run, Hulk fights Predator. It's all that matters. So uh, that's going to be dope. And uh, I got some weird ones. There's one where a girl like creates another girl out of nothing. She like builds the bones and the tissue and all that. And that she turns out like a normal looking woman and they have lesbian sex for the rest of it. So, surprise, smut. Who would have thought? Miles ended up with smut. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I got a pretty dope Michael Myers Funko Pop that's like the 80s glow. It's like orange and purple and the knife is pink. It looks awesome. Blacklight version. Blacklight version. And I got it for a steal. So, yep. That's uh, that's most of my horror stuff this week. I don't want to burn all of it in case I have need more to talk about next week. But I, uh, I should say really quickly, I did also out of nowhere. I had a friend recommend a Stephen King novel that I had never read, so I did have to buy that. And I'm trying to pull up the name because again, <laughs> I didn't like. I don't even know what it's about. Is it called The Outsider? No, but I do have that one, and I've been meaning to read that. Super good. Again, except for the ending, because Stephen King. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, can't nail ending at all. <laughs> it's called The Dark Half. Ooh, cool. Yeah. So. Never heard of it. Yeah, I'll. Uh, it's got a four and a half out of five star rating on Amazon, which take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Nice. I'm not sure what. Not sure what it's about, but I'll let you guys know once I start reading it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So we'll just go back around the table here. Josh, what are your spooky songs for our Halloween playlist? Yeah, you want if you're having a Halloween party, listen to these songs, add them to your playlist. Uh, I'll say a fun way to build playlists, I know a lot of people use like Spotify and shit, but if you want like a visual thing on your TV, you can create your own playlist on YouTube. Uh, and... That'll go with one of my songs, because you have to look it up on there, because it's like a, a remix, which is uh, the song uh, Bonfire by Childish Gambino, but it's set to the tune of the Stranger Things theme song. Ooh. It's fucking amazing. I love it. <laughs> I've had it downloaded for years, but yeah, I found it on YouTube originally, so go go watch it, uh, put it on a playlist on YouTube and listen to it, because I doubt it's on Spotify. <laughs> Okay, it's childish, can't be no homegirl, drop it like the NASDAQ. Move white girls like this coat of my ass crack. Move black girls, cause man, fuck it, I'll do either. I love pussy, I love bitches, dude, I should be running Peter. <laughs> right on. That sounds awesome. Uh, my other one is Psycho Killer by The Talking Heads. Classic horror song. Yeah, so great. Um, maybe you've seen... Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. It's the end credits music on that. Well, <laughs> the uh, the fun end credits scene is happening. Psycho killer. But yeah, that's just a great song. And yeah, uh, Chris, what do you got? So I have two. I've got... Um, the first one's called Walking with a Ghost by Tegan and Sarah. Fuck yes. I was walking with the ghost. I said, please, please don't insist. 
<laughs> it's just a great song, obviously, about a ghost. Um, and I really, really like it. It's very catchy. Um, as Brandon would say, it's super earwormy. <laughs> and, uh, That's one of the first end up... songs I learned how to play on guitar. Yeah, it's a it's a great song. It's got a it's got a great vibe to it. Um, would highly recommend. I've only read the lyrics like once or twice, and it was a song I discovered like last year. Um, but it's I find myself humming it randomly sometimes. So <laughs> I typed in "ghost" on MySpace, and that's how I found it. <laughs> uh, the second one is called "Hip to Be Scared," which is a play <laughs> on the. Uh, the hip to be squared by Huey Lewis <laughs> in the news. Um, it's ice nine kills featuring Jacoby Shaddix off of the ah, second silver screen um, album. That's the concept album where they base every song off a different horror movie. This one is based on American psycho. Um, it even has like a fun little, I guess like the interlude that Christian Bale says before he kills somebody in American psycho. Um, it has like its own variant of that. And Jacoby Shaddix is the singer for Papa Roach, which is kind of a cool little guest collab. Yeah. So definitely check both those out. They're, they're really fun. Fucking love Ice Nine Kills. Hey, that might be one of my songs in a future episode. Or yeah, that band might be one of my songs in a future episode. Yeah, do it. I want to hear it. I love. I love their two concept albums. It's like they made one, and then they're like, "Okay, we got more horror movies we can write songs directly about." And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one that's a completely different vibe too. That are completely different vibes. Number one is. The Mummy by Benji Hughes. And uh, <laughs> that's a good time. It's just a dude with a guitar, and he's like, uh, Don't get the mummy when the mummy gets drunk. He unravels. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a fun Can't song. Can't wait to hear this. Yeah, it's a good time. It's nothing like crazy, but it's a good time. I said I want a Frankenstein. They said the Frankenstein was not a band. Could you get Dracula, whatever you do? Don't get the mummy. But something that is crazy is I'm a Mummy by Bob McFadden and Door from 1959. Watch what happens when I walk up to somebody. <laughs> I'm a Mummy. <laughs> The premise of that is a guy is a mummy and he walks up to people and they scream and he's just looking for friends and he makes friends with a beatnik who's not scared. <laughs> 1959, baby. He's like, I'm a beatnik. I ain't scared. <laughs> I better out, be able man. to find this. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. But there's a lot of obnoxious screams in it and that's what takes away from it. But it's a good time. I'm a bubby. <laughs> I've All never, I've, I've never heard either of those songs. So I'm gonna check them both out. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. I figured mummy theme for a movie that has nothing to do with mummies. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah! So yeah, add all those to your playlists. 
we'll we'll dive into our movie for the week. Our uh, movie this week, because it's prequels and sequels month, is the prequel to our most downloaded episode, being the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. This is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning from 2006, which literally just celebrated its 16th anniversary, like three days ago i saw it on twitter that it came out came out the uh, same day oh, um so, so yeah uh what were your what are you guys' memories of this movie did you see this in theater um, i rented it at blockbuster and i remember saying to myself this is so hardcore this is my favorite in this franchise we'll see if that holds up by the end of this <laughs> Uh, yeah, I really liked it, but, uh, I do think I like the OG better. I can't remember if I saw this in theaters now that I'm thinking about it. I think, I think I watched this pay-per-view at home and, um, yeah, I remember I just was like, this is so fucking brutal. Yeah, it is is very brutal. It's so, it's, it's, it's not the same level of brutality though i think as the first one actually i don't know maybe not no um, yeah i feel like they doubled down there's a little more like visceral like make you like sp- your spine tingle type of stuff in the first one like the nails on the wall and shit like that yeah this one is straight like all of its gore <laughs> yeah all right so, so yeah let's uh let's talk about this movie a little bit it, I'll I'll say the quickest way to recap this movie is, it's basically the last movie over again. This <laughs> is the same exact movie, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't know why they didn't make it. I mean, there's only so much you can do, and it is a cool origin story, character-wise for characters that aren't Leatherface. But, and it, and there are some cool origin elements of Leatherface, but you still see him do the same shit he always has done. Um, it, I wouldn't say it's bad in any way. It's just like a lesser version of, of the last one. But instead of Jessica Biel, we have, we have... She's so hot. Jordana Brewster, is that her name? Uh, Doria Baird? <laughs> She's so hot 2.0. <laughs> yeah, other girl with enormous, perfect breasts. <laughs> that one's Doria Baird. She is, uh... She's the best in the biz, if as far as I'm concerned. She did a whole bunch of American Pie-esque <laughs> movies, which are pretty great. Uh, she dumps oh. them out in quite a few movies. Uh, she also is in the movie Stan Helsing, where she plays a dumb blonde. And it is the funniest part of the movie. Is She's like, oh, someone was masturbating to me in the bathroom, and I just let him finish. Like, <laughs> She's just so out there. And, uh, yep, that's the boob report. I, I will say I liked um, the replacement for whatever Jessica Biel's boyfriend was, She's this, so hot. which is Matt Bomer, which I don't I don't remember him being in this movie at all. Do you know who Matt Bomer is? Is what what else is he in? No, I I don't. I'm he was in that show him. White Collar. Um, he was in the Magic Mike movies, but uh. What really struck me watching him in this film, which I never, I had heard this, I heard this a long time ago, but I never kind of really, I was like, yeah, that would have been all right. But in this movie, uh, he really looked the part. Uh, He was like the second runner up to Henry Cavill to play Superman. And Mm, he looks exactly like 
Henry Cavill at the beginning of Man of Steel when he's like got the like short beard and like when he's on the oil rig and shit, he looks exactly like him in this movie, just kind of smaller. I hear, I see that. Dude, I could definitely, see, yeah, I could definitely see the uh, like clear resemblance. I was like, I when you're watching it, you're kind of thinking, who does this guy remind me of? And it's your yeah. boy, Gerald yeah, Rivia. Like both of the guys from Supernatural somehow. <laughs> Combined, Sam and Dean did the fusion dance. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's also weird because have you ever seen Chuck the show Chuck? No. Uh yeah. Yeah. Ch- he's like Geek Squad, and then he's a secret yeah, agent. Yeah, uh, Zachary Levi, who plays Shazam, he he's like yeah, he works at like Best Buy basically. Um, his secret agent friend in that show who was like his college roommate who stole his girlfriend uh, is played by Matt Bomer and his girlfriend that got stolen is played by Jordana Brewster <laughs> so it's weird that they're in this movie together too this is a Chuck prequel story <laughs> <laughs> yeah Chuck prequel in the 60s <laughs> it's about the same period of time too so you know that's related <laughs> Yeah, it's only like four years earlier than the last movie, and they're like, the prequel. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah we, 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 have, we start with a very disgusting birth scene in a meatpacking plant. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was so gross. Yeah, meatpacking, like, water break on the factory floor, baby. And then throw the baby in the dumpster so some barefoot hillbilly can come and find him and raise him yuck you know what what i found absurd about this movie is this movie is extremely graphic violent bloody disgusting uh downright almost unwatchable at points (laughs) and they make sure to hide and and kind of fade away from revealing what leatherface's face looks like but they'll show all this other shit like, oh, you couldn't you couldn't possibly see his face. It's too much. And it's like, <laughs> we watch him literally put another man's face on from his point of view. You see the inside of somebody's hollowed out face. But they're like, you can't see whatever's wrong with this guy. It would be, you'd throw up all over yourself. <laughs> they do show childhood pictures and he has a hair lip, which is like cleft palate similar. And it's... I don't know. I can understand why he would have self like image issues after that. Well, especially if you were raised by this family. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not the most functional family. Dude, may I say? But at least he has one. <laughs> the drill sergeant guy that is usually a drill sergeant in every movie. He fucking kills it in this movie. He is so twisted and sick. The sheriff, yeah. Arlie Army, yeah, he's the best. <laughs> he is. He's awesome. So such a depraved character. Like I don't get why these two movies get panned because I do feel like they are as close to the original as you're gonna get because this family is fucked up. Like he's like tying a woman down and feeling her up at the same time. It's so gross. Like, everything yeah. about this movie is disgusting. Yes. Yeah, I... 
he absolutely killed it in this one and the the first one. Because he was in the first one, right? The, yeah. the, yep. the same sheriff? Yeah. Yep. yeah. And I feel like he just crushes both roles. And I love him for that. But I do want to say, like, this movie, I was thinking, I was just kind of thinking through all the kills. And I think this movie does have the most brutal kill between the two. Absolutely. A lot of, lot I, of chainsaw and, kills in this Yes. The chain the chainsaw kills in this are actually really legit. Except for that like, last get, one. It logically does not make any sense. You don't like the yeet? No, in the in the car. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah, the the car one, okay. But the, there's I, no way you to make that I, angle work. <laughs> I love the yeet. The yeet is great. But can we first talk about <laughs> The introduction of our teenagers. Oh, yeah. I am a fan of how they introduce the the one with the chest. She's fantastic. I can't get enough of it. I am certain that her boyfriend <laughs> is gay, given how that played out. I Oh, my God. But she is just a perfect female specimen. One might say she's so hot. <laughs> one, one, one might, might say, say that, that. <laughs> one might you know i uh i do like the the teens i also am a fan of the fact like they give us the backstory on the sheriff like get actually how he became sheriff because in in texas chainsaw massacre you're like how fucked up is this town when this dude's straight murdering people regularly and he's the sheriff well, he's not the sheriff. He kills the sheriff and I, takes his outfit. No, I mean, but I'm saying, like, it's good that they gave you that background because it didn't really... Oh, yeah. That was something kind of weird in the first one. <laughs> I love that that part of the movie where it's like, oh, he's not actually really a sheriff. He's just a piece of shit. Like, he, he murders the <laughs> last cop in town and is just like, I'm the sheriff now. Sheriff, we have a problem. <laughs> Yeah, this guy is, like, super evil Elmer Fudd, though. Like, he's always walking around with a shotgun. I don't know. I feel like we're just one... It would have been a great thing if his shotgun got filled with mud and exploded at one point. That would have just made me so happy. (laughs) There are certain points in this movie, though, like... It happens a lot, I feel. And it's kind of the problem... Not a problem. But I feel like maybe it is a little bit of a problem. Both of these movies are, like hopeless in in to like an extreme there are very few like what i would call hope spots in this movie at all in both of them like the second you think they have the upper hand they're cut off and Mm -hmm. it definitely works like narratively and it like it it constantly like builds suspense and stuff but sometimes where it's like oh you got cut off by a 70 year old man like knock him over (laughs) like he doesn't always have the gun uh, or like I stepped in a bear trap the second I got free. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it, dude. All of those moments, there are like parallels to the last one to make it like the exact same movie. Like when he gets stuffed in the bear trap, that's the same thing as the other guy who looks exactly like him in the last movie that got his leg taken off with the chainsaw. Yeah, yeah, it's the the sex sex craving blonde. 
And like what happens it, to Matt Bomer is like the exact same but more gruesome version of what happened to the guy in the last movie that got drugged in the basement. Who also looked exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, Matt Bomer's way more handsome than that ugly ass bastard in the first one. He did not deserve <laughs> Jessica Biel. No, she's so hot. Yeah, I I mean, I definitely think the I like the Matt Matt Bomer you said his name is. Yeah. The brunette guy. Yeah, I liked him and I liked Jordana Brewster. I don't know if I liked her better than my girl though. No. As yeah. a, as a leading no, lady, she's a, she, she's no Jessica Biel. You you can she's have so your Fast and Furious lady. You are not Jessica Biel. <laughs> That's what she's yeah. from. I've been trying to put my finger on it. Okay, that makes sense. It's about family. <laughs> you couldn't figure it out for nine movies. <laughs> I don't watch that shit. Maybe the first one, maybe the second one also. I did. Also, think it was interesting seeing the old man in the wheelchair that was absolutely disgusting in the first one with legs. Mm-hmm. We get the origin story of this man losing his legs. I I had such a dialogue with myself in my head while I was watching that. <laughs> I was like, "How did they do this? Does he not really have legs?" And they they CGI'd on some legs. He he was up walking around so. Like, how do they have the foresight <laughs> oh, yeah. to take this man's legs? In about five seconds, that dude would have been dead, dead. Like, there is no way you can have your legs taken off by a chainsaw and be alive for more than five seconds. But, Miles, they, they packed him up with meat paper. Yeah, that's that's all it takes they to survive did. mortal wounds is some, some thin, <laughs> waxy paper. He says it so casually. Oh, Tommy! Tommy will paper. He'll pack them up. It's like what the yeah. fuck? That, that won't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say though, like the whole movie, gore aside, is disgusting. Like the premise is disgusting. Everything that they do is disgusting. Everything they eat and look at is disgusting. There's no point in this movie that's clean. Or not wet. Everything's wet the whole movie. Even like when they're sitting in the truck, the truck is like wet. I don't understand why everything <laughs> needs to have this glaze on it. But at last I checked, a, a 1960s Hummer is not wet in the interior at all times. Gets you that wet interior custom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A fine glaze, if you There's will. There's that scene where Jordana Brewster is sneaking into the house. And the whole premise of this movie is that there's no work, no food, no nothing in this town anymore. So what they're going to have to do to survive is kill people coming through the town and use them to harvest their meat, basically. Uh, where they're packing and hiding all this meat, like... I didn't see one. I didn't see freezer number one in this entire movie. <laughs> like they kill about eight people to eat, and I don't see a single refrigerator, freezer, piece of Tupperware, the, nothing. And there's thirty-five and, fucking cows walking around. Uh, yeah, they hit. They literally run over a cow, and he's not like pick that up and bring it to the house, and we'll eat it. He's like <laughs> pick up this dead chick that I shot in the face, and we'll bring her back and harvest her meat. <laughs> <laughs> 
But there's a scene where Jordana, uh, Jordana Brewster is sneaking in the house, and the old lady like drops the jar full of food and like has to clean it up. Out of all the scenes that we've had of Arlie Ermer busting into a room and screaming at somebody, he, he doesn't come in at this time and be like, we don't have any fucking food. Do you want to be a little more careful? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the opportune moment. Yeah. For him to just, like, show abuse to Grandma, but he doesn't. The whole movie, that's his mom. There's no point, I don't... Is there a point where he's like, you dumb bitch, shut your mouth? I don't think so. You don't talk bad about Grandma. No, you will not talk is bad about my family. Mom? I thought it was supposed to be his wife, and they were just southern trash that called their spouse's mom and shit. No, that's his mom. The, it's, the uncle uh. is her brother. And he's the baby, which is why he's able to get rid of, all, get away with everything. But they like two years apart in age. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, movie magic. Uh, quick, quick point I want to make. Uh, how about like some of the parallels of, like, not just uh, the first movie, obviously that this is actually connected to. But, like, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, when he tries to burn his draft card in the car, and also there's, like, a scene when uh, when Jordana Brewster is sneaking into the house, and just the way it's shot, it's, like, exactly the same as both times when they first, like, walk up to the house, when the, when the leading lady walks up to the house. Yeah, same with the dinner cool. party scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I appreciated that. I feel like it actually... You know, gave credit to the original movie and made sure that it included those main like points. Yeah, you cha- you said your opinion of this movie changed. So what what was it? What did you see in this viewing that you maybe didn't in the last viewings? Um, I think I had a higher tolerance for gore. Believe it or not, even though I work with gore every day, this movie was so uncomfortable. Every moment of this movie, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. It was weird because you said that this was, right before I started watching this, you said this was your favorite in the franchise. And I was like, oh, really? That's weird. I swear the 2003 one's definitely better than this. Vastly superior, unfortunately. I don't know what about it I liked. I think it was that Saul was in its prime, so Gore was king, and that's why everybody was like making movies over the top gory so they're riding those coattails and i was a huge fan of the saw franchise i think partially because i think it's funny when people are uncomfortable sometimes so it was uh it 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 struck me as something that was like top of the tier horror at the time just because it was a movie of its times you know what i'm saying yeah i do i i actually really liked it when i when i saw it and i still like it now um, I do think the original is better, but Miles, I think I also, I think at one point in time, I thought this, like, I preferred this one to the, the 2003 version. And did your opinion change or? Oh, uh, n- like, yeah, as now, now that I've, you know, seen the original, like more recently, I think I had like recency bias on it. Just because I was like, oh, that was even more brutal than the first one. Recency bias is a good way to put it, yeah. I don't think it's, like, a big step down. It's just, like, the, yeah, I just think it's it's a little 
trying to play catch up to a story that isn't that old at the time like to where it just kind of plays out the same with a little more ranked up gore but even the first the first one is uncomfortable to watch like it's the same as this everything looks gross everything has this like shine on it everything is disgusting like why anyone would ever stop in this town (laughs) is beyond me (laughs) josh can i tell the story of our horror convention situation oh yeah yeah, so oh, Josh yeah. and I... yes, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot so about Josh that part. and I, fucking, we were going into this horror convention. And we we're like, let's just cheap this, chief this vape real quick, just to get the get the juices flowing. <laughs> we're gonna walk right into this horror convention. We walk in and there's a fucking line. Oh man, there's a line. It's not good, and um, <laughs> so. We've, we're getting higher and higher, and one of us was like, how do you feel about Texas Chainsaw? And Josh was like, it's just so hopeless. Like, it's just, there's no winning. It's just gruesome and horrible. And we both fell silent, and we're standing in public thinking about how gruesome and horrible these movies are. Slowly, a panic attack coming over both of us. And uh, it was just like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then we looked up and they were like, come on in. And it was like, finally something to focus on. Oh my god. <laughs> so that now that's what I think of first when I think of these movies is you going, it's so hopeless. And both of us just becoming hopeless in that moment. <laughs> and then we went in and the guy that played Leatherface was in there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Cost too much for us to hang out with him though. Wow. Which which leatherface, the OG? This one. Uh no, I think the two thousand three one, yeah. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Right when we were walking out, a guy walked in dressed as uh Jason X right when we were walking out and it was like, Oh as we he walked past <laughs> us. It was crazy. Um I had to look into who this director was just to see because you know it was not the same as the first one um and joe lieb liebsman jonathan liebsman excuse me he did uh battle la or battle los angeles and wrath of the titans and he also directed darkness falls oh shit yeah, your favorite <laughs> yeah um he did rings as well which was actually pretty good. It was like a, uh, I don't even know, like a documentary about the events that took place in the ring, sort of. Um, and there was a time where it was looking like he was actually going to direct that Friday the Thirteenth reboot. Hmm. Oh, give it to me, baby. <laughs> yeah. We need another one. So. Was the guy who played yeah. Leatherface the but, same guy who played the girl in Black Christmas that was, like, killing everybody? Because I feel like it's the same giant linebacker man. Is it the same one from 2003? Is this the same Leatherface? Uh, I'm not sure. Point being, he's a big scary man who chokeslams people, and it's crazy. I like him a lot. I like him. He, th- he yeets big... people. That kill is so crazy. That's the one everyone, like, when you see commercials for this movie, it's a guy, like, suspended on a chainsaw, and he just, whoop, right across the fucking room, and it's awesome. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of the, like, big-ass, burly leather face that is also basically is got super strength. Hey. hey! And, Miles, you wanted hey. to know if he was who? Black Christmas? Yeah. 
Not that I'm seeing. Similar no. size did, to the he lady played in Black Zangrief Christmas. in Street Fighter. He was in Street Fighter? Fuck yes. The lady in Yeah. Fight. He played Zang Zangief. Well, that's pretty cool. The which is the big Russian guy. <laughs> Word. So, okay, we've established that we don't prefer this to the original. But overall, do we like this movie? Yes. I do. Why? I actually think this movie is super brutal and while it is hopeless, like it totally nails the the vibe of Leatherface being this like really fucking strong insane beast of a man. What's his name in this movie? Is it Tommy? Uh Thomas, yeah. Did we know that before? Wait, Leatherface, right? Yeah. Yeah, they don't call him Tommy in the 2003 one. Tommy. Tommy. But Josh, you were saying you liked it? Yeah, I like it, uh, I think, on the same level as 2003. Neither one of these are movies that I'm like, oh, I need to, I'm hankering to rewatch. <laughs> like, these don't make you feel good. No. <laughs> uh, and they're not, like, they're not fun. They're just, they are an experience. And I definitely, if you like horror and if you like slasher type movies, I definitely recommend it. But yeah, it's not... It's not something I'm going to go out of my way to probably ever watch again, just because I think twice is enough. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there's, the the kills in this are so freaking brutal, and, you know, that mixed with all the incest, or maybe there were, wasn't incest, but it felt like there had to be. Yeah. That might explain why the character was so <laughs> fucked up. Like, why did... His mom and bro her brother live together. Like, do you think that's actually his dad and she's keeping it from him? Kinda. I mean, I feel like I was getting that vibe, but... Hmm. Who knows, man? Maybe they're just weird. <laughs> we Speaking can't we of... can't end this movie discussion without talking about the scene where... Job of the Hut lady from the last movie comes over for tea, and they use her to pin the door shut. <laughs> yes, dude, I love that. I was that laughing scene. my ass off. <laughs> it's so funny. Speaking of her, her name is Kathy Lamkin, and what's crazy is she outlived the main dude. The what's his name? Army Hammer? No, that's a different person. Arlie, Arnie, no, Army. That's another monster. <laughs> Arlie yeah. Army. Arlie Army. She actually outlived him. She died this year in April after a short bout of illness, which could be interpreted as their way of saying COVID, I guess. But uh yeah, that's uh she just died six months ago. It's crazy that her heart her heart could take it that long. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. Yeah, hell yeah, good for you, girl. Good innings. Get after it. She made it to her seventies. That is not a short life. No, especially she was not in no country nice for. Eyes. She was in no country for old men too. Yeah, her bio. When you look up her, her, when you look up her obituary, it's character actress, and I'm like, aren't all actresses character actresses? Yeah, nah, the that just kind of means ones. you you always play like a kind of special character, and her speciality is being large. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And I think we see the girl who has cancer in the next one just for a second. She's in there. Because you see, like, a woman who's involved, but she is only in it literally for, like, two seconds. And I feel like it might be the same actress because you don't see her again and there's no explanation for her presence. I've been sitting here waiting to make this. She has a lot of character, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So what was y'all's favorite kills in this? Uh, I think the last kill is really good. It just doesn't, like... There's no way he could maneuver that chainsaw like that with his size in that backseat. Um, uh, Matt Bomer's whole torture scene slash death is fucking insanely brutal. He fucking like fillets his arms open and shit. It's so gross. And then chainsaws him right through the middle, through the table. And then cuts his fucking face off. My favorite part is that the part that killed me which is Ms. Baird doing her thing in the very beginning of the movie. That was my favorite kill in this movie was I died. I fell out of my chair. Was suspended up in the air. <laughs> I saw the sweet face of Jesus. <laughs> I went to the light and they're like, no, she's down there. And I turned around and I came back. You must find her and make her your bride. <laughs> my girlfriend and I were both like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What about you, Chris? She's she's a force to be reckoned with. (laughs) For me, I think... I mean, I really, really liked the kill when they, like, hold down the biker. Yeah, on top of the chainsaw. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is hardcore, dude. That I just thought that was really creative and super bloody. Yeah. Also, not how chainsaws work, but that's I did okay. love when the nah. <laughs> I did love when the cop shot the biker chick in the face. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Oh my god, it was like the whole scene Agreed. was completely unexpected, and then she's like, "Hey, officer," with a sawn-off shotgun in his hand. He's like, "Hey, bitch, bam!" But hell yeah, we should. That was it. I feel like that was good talk about this movie. Let's let's rate this son of a bitch. What should we uh, rate this? Matt Bomer faces. You know what I want to rate it, so we'll move on from that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll just take that one off the table. <laughs> um. We'll give those five stars. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know what? Before we rate it, I do want to say another kill that I thought was really fun. When the the woman that Miles loves dearly was trying to drive away and got freaking meat hooked. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was fucking that was brutal. It's that type of shit, though. They come out of nowhere. They literally come out of... The house was on the other side. <laughs> he comes out of the like I know, a dude. <laughs> I just picture him sprinting like... Uh, I don't know if you guys watch The Office, but Moe's from The Office. (laughs) (laughs) I just picture Leatherface sprinting, like, up to the car like that. I assumed he was hanging on to the side of the car um, the whole time and, like, let me get me old meat hook out of me pocket. (laughs) My commentary for this movie with my girlfriend Um, was he had the voice of Goofy. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get my chainsaw. (laughs) 
I love the when he kills the owner of the meatpacking plant. He's like the meatpacking plant has been closed down, and the owner of the plant is packing a cardboard box full of hammers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking these with me. <laughs> so we would be so fucking heavy. <laughs> I really don't know what to uh, what to rate this though. Meat hammers, burnt draft cards. Oh yeah, that works too. All right, boys. How many meat hammers out say? of five? I'd give it a four. I think it's it's well made, and the effects are fantastic because it really looks real. Yeah, it does. I I also am giving it a four. I feel the same way. Um, kind of like what Josh said. I can't give it a five because I'm not like thrilled to watch this movie every time because of how like d- full of despair it is, but. Uh, I think it does its job in the sense that like it gives you that hopeless feeling and that's kind of like how they feel in the film. So it does a good way, a good job of like directly conveying that to the audience. I'm going to give it a 3.5 because the acting wasn't so good. The vertical chainsaw was cool and all, but like no actor in this movie except for Arlie Ernie was good. Nobody else, like, he stole the show, and everyone else was watching the show, it felt like. So, (laughs) 3.5. What do you all out there think about this movie? Let us know on our social medias. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere, at H1HPod. We also have phenomenal merchandise on our Threadless store. We are H1HPod.threadless.com. Go check it out. Get yourself a spooky shirt for the spooky season. Or an inappropriate um, shirt. I finally made a boob report shirt. <laughs> yes, you did. I don't know if the boys have agreed to put it on there. It's uh, we'll probably get our store taken down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe we maybe we do some tweaking. <laughs> Much like you would do to the picture. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Check it out though. We got we got the, the killer skunk. We got it all. We got the logo. Check it out. I'm gonna be buying myself one of these high on horror shirts because somehow I've managed not to own one until now. So yeah, it's worth it. We don't make much money off of it, so if you think it's like great, let's support them with money, because we're gonna make a dollar thirty on it. So get it if you like it. And send us more than a dollar thirty. Yeah, my Venmo, Venmo. is <laughs> all righty we got got bills to pay (laughs) all right everyone so just remember life is tough so why not get high